People were losing homes, their houses. People couldn't retire anymore because they were counting on their portfolio being, you know, 40% higher. The saying is stocks only go up. And, and that's what's emerged from this recovery. And they don't. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Capitalist Investor. You got no nickname Mark and Diamond Hands D. What's going on, Mark? Dude, we got to solve that problem. I know. We we're just talking about it. Watch out for a Twitter poll a little yeah, later on. I, I need a nickname. Yeah, we got to get one for you. We'll figure it out, but we got bigger problems, man. Bigger problems. The market's like a whole whopping 1% away from all-time highs, and people are panicking in the streets. Like freaking out. Freaking <laughs> out over, like, what's going on? I have no idea, man. <laughs> the world is crazy. Like, did you just invest in the market the day before, and now you're mad? I know. I know. I know. It's absolutely nuts. So that's, I think that's where we're going to go with today's show, D. I yep. mean, we... As we were trying to look through and find interesting stuff to talk about, I couldn't find anything more interesting than just talking about what's right out in front of us, which is kind of a public service announcement, friendly mm -hmm. reminder uh, as to what people should and shouldn't expect from the stock market. Right. You know, um, D, we've talked about this with clients for well over 10 years, mm -hmm. right? And we've talked with clients about how one of the biggest behavioral finance uh, issues we see with prospective clients, clients, is that investors overall tend to have a very short-term memory. Right. Right? Um, it was amazing coming out of the, the Great Recession how quickly people wanted to get super-duper aggressive and offensive. Mm -hmm. Despite the fact that they were, you know, crying themselves to sleep <laughs> in 2008. Right. Like they literally by 2010, it seems like a lot of people had already begun to forget the pain of 2008. Right. Um, we go back to, you know, February to the March bottom of 2020. And we're just a little like over a year away from that. And people have forgotten that pain. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It really is. And, you know, even before, you know, that the, the COVID crash or whatever we want to call it, um, <clears throat> it, it seems mind blowing, like how quickly it, it's like 2009 was like 1962. Yeah. Right. Like everyone completely forgot about it. Yeah. It's like this just happened. Right. Right. It was a painful, painful, highly emotional time. People were losing homes, their houses. People couldn't retire anymore because they were counting on their portfolio being, you know, 40% higher. And it was a difficult time, you know, yeah. managing uh, people's money, but everyone got through it. But you need to remember those lessons <laughs> and apply them to what's going on in your in your life, in your portfolio today. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, one of the biggest sayings that came out of the this latest stock market recovery mm -hmm. coming out of the 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 trough of the pandemic from, I don't know, March 23rd of last year, whenever that was, mm -hmm. when we bottomed out at around twenty three hundred in the S&P mm -hmm. and now. Oh, you know, six, I don't know, 16 months later, um, we're almost a hundred percent above that, Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's amazing when you think about it. Yep. I mean, the market's at close to 4,400, 
um, 46, 4,700 would be up a hundred percent. Like that's just, that's ludicrous. Who would have thought you'd experience a hundred year flood and the market would be up a hundred percent in the ensuing 18 months or so. Yeah. Absolutely. Mind blowing. So yeah, it is mind blowing, <laughs> right? Um, I kind of got off track there. The saying is stocks only go up, right? <laughs> Stonks, right? You know, mm-hmm. stocks only go up. And, and that's what's emerged from this recovery. Mm-hmm. And they don't, do no, they? They do not. And you, I think there's, you, you mentioned a hundred year flood. There's lots of factors going on here that we've talked about on this show that are keeping the market propped up. Um, you know, I think one of the the key ones, I think you mentioned this either on Twitter or on TV. Um, there's just, there's money on the sidelines yeah. that's constantly coming in and buying these dips. Right. Um, and I think that's a point that, that I think you and I have been making for a long time, years. You know, there's still lots of money on the sidelines. And when there's only limited places to, to invest, to grow that money, um, people just end up getting funneled back towards the stock market, specifically the U.S. Yeah. large cap market. Were well, you going to go and buy a CD? <laughs> no. What, what's a CD pay? 1% if you're lucky? I mean, yeah. I, who knows? I mean, money market accounts get you nothing. The mm-hmm. treasuries at the time that we're recording this episode is right around 1, 2, 1, 3. Right. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. But so the reason I wanted to do this episode is, you know, the on Monday of this week, and obviously it'll be last Monday, I think, by the time this is published, but mm-hmm. um, there was blood in the streets. Right. Market was down like a whole whopping two and a half percent on renewed COVID fears. Mm-hmm. But also simultaneously, the market was three and a half percent off its all time high. Right. <laughs> Guys, chill out. It's three and a half percent from an all time high. And then over the next couple of days, it pretty much recouped almost all of that. Right. Or all of it. Right. And what was the market up year to date going into that? 16, 17% going into that. And then, oh my God, it was only up 15% (laughs) after the, this massive sell-off cue, the, 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 the special episode of markets in turmoil. Right. (laughs) Exactly. I got to ramp that one up. Ominous music. Nice 7 PM special edition episode of, uh, of the bloodbath that's going on (laughs) in the streets. Um, Look, folks, here's the deal. In any given year, a, an, a the market typically pulls back 12 to 13%. Right. It's just natural. I mean, it's healthy. Mm-hmm. You'd expect it. Um, very often, the market gets ahead of itself. Mm-hmm. Lots of uh, hype, euphoria. The market gets ahead of itself, and you get to a point where everything's overbought, and the market just needs to chillax, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it needs to chill out. It needs to relax. It, it just needs to pause and, and take a breather. And we're at that time of year seasonally where that typically happens. Right. Like who cares? I, I would, you know, personally, like as soon as I say this, I'm going to be wrong, so, but I'm going <laughs> to say it anyways. I, ex- I expect a third quarter to just be kind of a sideways quarter. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's really not a lot of big catalysts. People are enjoying, you know, the their, the weather, the summertime. Mm-hmm. Um, this happens every year. It's just, you know, it doesn't do much. Right. It's not, market typically doesn't crash and plummet, but it just kind of treads water. Right. And that's, I think that's what we're going to see. Are you going to see a down 2% day and then it'll recoup those losses over the course of the next couple of days when people realize that 
um, we are at rough, you know, we're over 80% vaccinated as a country. Mm-hmm. When you consider people who've tested positive, confirmed it tested positive, because I know several people who have no taste or smell, which is a dead giveaway, right. <laughs> <laughs> but they never went and got the test. So they're not even included in those numbers. Right. And then you mix in people who've gotten at least one vaccine shot because the data shows that with the, the two mRNA vaccines that those are like 94% effective with just mm-hmm. one, just one of the two shots. Right. The second shot gets you like an extra two to 3%. Exactly. Which is wild. Um, our pullback this year has only been like 4%. So I think what people need to realize is if you just really got locked and loaded with regards to tracking the stock market, cause you, you were literally locked in your house Mm-hmm. Um, and you, so you flipped on the, the financial news, uh, network of your choice mm-hmm. and you started watching it. You got into it. Yeah. I guess that's all, you know, as stocks go up, <laughs> right? you know, mm-hmm. but they go down too. They, they do. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like everyone just needs to, hopefully as the, the, the country starts to get more normal, um, you know, whatever that means anymore, but opening up. Uh, having uh, better employment numbers, you know, here in Ohio, uh, a large number of restaurants in my area, at least, are are still closed on like Monday and Tuesday because they just can't find the staff. Um, when you go out, not all the experiences are as enjoyable as they used to be. So, hundred percent, you know, a- as hopefully we get back towards more norm- normalcy. Um, the, the the market reactions will start to get a little bit more normal as well. Yeah. Um, but we really need to take take a second and because I saw some people chirping at you on Twitter uh, about time horizon as well. Oh, that little punk troll. So so this guy, I, I, he's I, a faceless coward. It's I need, a fake account. I, I need to call this guy. I, he doesn't even have a, a real name. Or a profile picture, and he's calling people cowards on Twitter. Couldn't even get, <laughs> couldn't even grab like a, a a cartoon of Bart Simpson and throw it on as his profile. Like weak, yeah, weak. It's probably it's probably one of my local enemies. <laughs> you know, uh, they they say you can't get ahead in life without having an enemy or two along the way. That's I got true. lots of enemies. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he comes out. Yeah, he's he's chirping about a stock that from the point I pitched it was actually up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I even said, I'm pretty sure when I pitched it and in follow up episodes that whenever I'm buying these speculative positions, <laughs> they're five year holds for me. Now, I will size up and size down the position where mm-hmm. appropriate along the way. But, you know, for a company that that's going to completely revolutionize organ transplants, if you got into that thing expecting to double your money in 30 days, shame on you. Yeah, shame on you, dude. Like that. It it doesn't happen like that. It (laughs) takes a little bit of time. Yes. (laughs) For the life flight helicopters to get on board Mm -hmm. with new machinery and equipment. Right. right? Like. But yeah, time horizon is super important. I. I think we did an episode on this. If not, well, I mean, we're talking about it. Let's <laughs> let's spend a minute or two. Um, my time horizon is probably different from whoever's listening right now. Yeah. You know, maybe you're a trader. Maybe you're a day trader. You're in and out. I'm not. I'm not looking to make a 20% profit in a day and cash out. That's right. just not my style. Mm-hmm. That's not what I do. I'm not, I'm not smart enough 
in the skills that you need to be effective at that strategy. Mm-hmm. I know how to identify a strong management team, a, a sustainable growth story, and I know when the price makes sense to get in. Right. That's what I know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and if it's, it, it, anytime I get into something, my, my anticipated holding period is at least one year, mm-hmm. at least. Yep. Cause we don't want short-term capital gains. We just, we, that's not what we do for our clients. And, and we go into them knowing that the, the short-term price action is, is really not in your control, right? You can, you can still love a company and it, it can go down. The price of the stock can go down after you buy it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it has happened before. Exactly. In fact, it usually happens. Yep. Um, you know, our, our guys will tell you that. Um, it's about, like Mark just said, identifying the, the opportunities that you like doing your own research, not just, you know, picking stocks that people pick on TV that I literally get 30 (laughs) seconds to talk about. Exactly. Um, I mean, at least Google the freaking thing. Google it. Yeah. You know, read, Mm -hmm. read a few different articles on it. Okay. Absolutely. Um, you're going to blindly buy it. Come on. And make sure it fits in, um, to, to your overall strategy. Cause I, because I, I really do believe when I tell someone what, what I do for a living, that they automatically think that I'm behind my computer, like picking stocks all day, buying, selling, buying, selling. Like that is not what we do. And that's not what I do in, in my own right. personal finance. Right. It's not even close. No, not even close. Um, I, I'm trying to identify long-term trends, companies that I think will be successful long-term. Um, and, and I am not trying to time the market in or out rare I, I rarely ever try to do that yeah. even even when exiting a position right you yeah. know i try to have my target in mind before i buy it you know if it gets to a certain point it's had a good run i'm going to sell that move on to something else and you deal with price volatility as long as your reasons for buying the stock have not changed yep Absolutely. If uh, the CEO's uh, getting fired because he uh, he did some naughty stuff at work, mm-hmm. that could change your outlook on the company. Right. Right. Um, if um, if the if the growth story changes because all of a sudden, let's say uh, an EV make uh, maker can't source a battery mm-hmm. for their car. That changes the growth story, doesn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Right? If automakers can't get uh, chips to put in their cars, that changes the growth story. It, at a bare minimum, uh, pushes back their sales right. in into future years, as opposed to pulling them forward into the current year. Um, if the price is outrageous, like I mean, you look at I'll, I'll use Tesla as an example. Where the valuation just, I mean, it started to get, uh, approach a trillion dollar valuation and it wasn't making any money yet, right. <laughs> you know? Um, and then it flatlined from there, you know, it, it, as the rest of the automakers have played catch up, mm-hmm. you know? So look, there's a lot of stuff. Um, if, if none of those things change and the price drops another 15%, the first thing you should be thinking about is potentially buying more. Right. Um, the second thing you should think about is maybe was I wrong on my call? Right. Let me redo the research and fate. Was I missing something? Was there a blind spot that I couldn't see that I missed? Mm -hmm. And that's what we do. Right. Like 
We don't get stressed out over a 10 or 15% pullback, but you know, you bet your butt we're at a bare minimum. We're going to review our thesis and make sure our thesis is still intact. Absolutely. If your thesis is intact, you stay the course and maybe you double down. Yep. Right. Um, the last thing I want to say, D, is is what investors can expect going forward. Because, you know, the last 15, 16 months have been all about a rising tide lifts all boats. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think going forward, the easy money's already been made. And now the best boats are going to stay afloat. And mm-hmm. you're going to see, you know, the, the underperformance of other boats. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um it will be more of a stock picker's market over the course of the next couple of years, mm-hmm. right? Um, you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah, especially, you know, and that's that's something that we would typically see anyway when we're at all-time highs. Yeah. So absolutely, completely agree. All right. Anything else we want to touch on? Nice, quick episode, public service announcement. Yeah, you know, I, I just feel like... You know, Twitter is just such a wasteland. <laughs> Some of those people it's, need to be it, called out. It is out. a wasteland, you know. I've got no problem with, um, if you put together an account and you got 250 followers and you've got a cartoon as your profile pick <laughs> and you've got a, you got a handle that doesn't give away your identity, I'm cool with that. I'll mm. interact with those people. You know, but the no name, no picture, three followers, Mm -hmm. you're a troll. Yep. (laughs) You're a straight up troll. Don't mistake my kindness for weakness. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the last thing on our list here is uh, email info at SWP Connect uh, with some nicknames for this guy. Absolutely. I need a nickname. We're going to put up a Twitter poll here. We're going to take the best ones and get you a nickname. All right. Diamond hands, diamond hands D just kind of rolls off the tongue. It does. It's phenomenal. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's got the whole alliteration thing going forward oh, yeah. and I love it. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in as always. Uh, show notes will be right there on our website, swpconnect.com. You can email us info at swpconnect.com. Uh, make sure you tell your friends, hit the subscribe button. We want to continue to expand our audience and, and communicate with more and more of you. As always, we appreciate you, and we'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed in the podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any investment, legal, financial, or tax strategy. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. Please consult a qualified professional about your individual needs.